Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, uh, we wanted to start today with just some broad things to get to. And uh, I wanted to talk to you, you know, College Game Day this week, ESPN College Game Day, uh, uh, the national TV show, is in Brookings, South Dakota for the North Dakota State-South Dakota State game. Number one versus number three in the nation there in Brookings. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, I want to talk about the FCS Speculators podcast, which a new episode will be out uh, later on this evening or perhaps tomorrow morning. We'll see what we're able to get that turned around. But the first thing I got to ask you, did you know, did you know that there was uh, such a thing as a snapping turtle alligator? What? Yes. What are you talking about? There's, it's a snapping turtle alligator. But why? What? What is the context of this? There isn't one. I... I guess it's where this. did you find this? How? Oh, well, on the internet, just where everything is. So you're located. just like, oh, I wonder if there's a snapping turtle alligator. No, I saw it. Somebody, it was there was one that was taken from a resident in Tucson. I hope it's not my cousin. I have a cousin in Tucson. Wouldn't be surprising if he was housing snapping turtle alligators. I, but when I saw this, I said, is that real? Is that like a thing? I mean, I've heard of the snapping turtle. I've heard of the alligator. I never heard of a snapping turtle alligator. And I don't know if this is one of the, what are they, ligers, right? When they cross the lion and the tiger and you got know, a liger. Napoleon. That's what it, yeah. Okay, good. But isn't that what a mule is? Something like that? Or a donkey? What is a horse and uh, a donkey's a mule? A horse, or and vice? A do- horse and a donkey is a mule. Okay, well, in any case, that's what I'm talking. I don't know if that's that or if this is its own separate thing. But this is stunning to me because here's, I guess the thing is, is like, like I understand there's what, you know, what is it? A billion species of animals on earth or, you know, some crazy thing. 
And there's plenty of species that I never heard of that I've never seen or whatever. But at the larger levels, you know, when we're not talking about in the insect world or the amoebas or the underwater, you know, the, I'm not real familiar with the ocean species and that. But, you know, a, a medium-sized, dry, good, household-sized type of North American creature and I never even so much as knew that this thing existed. Like even a wombat. I don't know that I've ever seen a wombat. I don't know that I could even necessarily draw really for you a wombat. But if somebody showed me a picture, I could probably go, oh, yeah, right. Okay, there, there's a wombat before. I did not have any idea that this existed on the earth until 30 minutes ago. And it's blowing my mind. Like how did this fall through the cracks? But clearly I'm not alone. You didn't know that this was out there. How did you find this though? Like what was the entry point? You no, know, I mean, you know, the internet just throws stuff at you. You know, you're out I don't there. Know. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm impervious to all of that. I only see what I want. Well, yes, I, I don't know. I, I only see what I don't want is what is usually <laughs> how it works. So out. they're the, you're the ones that they like. Yeah. But well, Okay, an alligator snapping turtle. So the alligator goes first on this thing. It is, I mean, it's just a tremendous thing. Anyway, I encourage, I, you know, probably not a real, you know, it's not going to be endemic to Montana, presumably the uh, the reptile hard-shelled warm-weather creatures. But I'm still amazed that this exists. Okay, so this is, you know, I, I, I own my ignorance of the animal world and not being able to identify this thing ahead of time. And I'm just wondering if, like, if this is out there, how many more are there? Am I going to walk out there one day? Like, how how is it that I know about Bigfoot that doesn't exist, like the back of my hand, but this thing, which is actually out there, which is far more interesting than Bigfoot, I never heard of it. <laughs> oh, you're amazing. Let's talk some sports. Brookings, South Dakota, the site of ESPN College Game Day this weekend, Coulter, and. You know, there was that push for FCS on college game day. And so I, here's what I wanted to know, Coulter, is now David's angry at me because I'm t talking about this out of term where we're going to talk about this tomorrow. But was this a result of the push is what I'm trying to find out. They had that big hashtag because didn't they want it segmented on the show? Yeah, it was interesting because I think that there was a little bit misperception of what the actual push was. Uh, well, yeah, they, they wanted a segment on the show, and then they got a site college game day in Brookings. I think that's great for the FCS, but it's not the first time, and it probably won't be the last time. But it's, but it's good. I mean, it was already in Fargo. Now it's in Brookings. What do you think the chances are that it ever comes to Montana? I think it's pretty good. I mean, the only way they're coming, right? Not the only way, but the only way they would, the best way, the most reasonable way that they would come would be for a Montana, Montana State football game, wherever the site was that particular year when both of these teams are, you know, top five in the country or something like that. But also, here's the thing. Now, I when I was talking, well, when I was talking, when Brent I did an interview with Brent Musburger, right, when he was calling the Grizzly North Dakota State game, and people were making a push for them to come to that game and be at, you know, that for, for college game day. But he said the reason the Cat Grizz game, you know, doesn't really get done is because at that point of the year, it's so hot and heavy at the FBS level that teams are playing for, you know, a playoff berth or whatever that be, when it's coming down to the wire like that, like they would do this in the middle of the season. I mean, there's plenty of places they could go. I mean, Auburn LSU, although they were just in, you know, just at Louisiana State two weeks ago. Uh, I know Michigan versus North, North, uh, Notre Dame is this weekend. 
You, know, you could do one of those sites, you know, obviously. But also, it's not, you know, it's not rivalry weekend. I mean, here's the thing. Isn't isn't the, isn't the Cat Grizz game the same weekend as Washington, Washington State, Ohio State, Michigan, the Iron Bowl, right? Aren't all of these on the same day usually? No. You, usually Cat Grizz is the week before, but this year it is the same week. Because of the because Thanksgiving of the Thanksgiving deal. and the 12-game schedule. But usually Cat Grizz is the week before. Usually Cat Grizz is the week that Alabama's playing Gardner-Webb and, you know, everybody's having their final yeah. tune-up before their rivalry game. I don't know. I think I, I think it would be great for him to come. I'd love for him to come to say Montana when it's about seven below, particularly at you know seven a.m. or whatever it is Mountain when they go on the air eight a.m. something like that around here. It's got to be before that seven a.m. I think Mountain time. Maybe even six. I think it might be six Pacific. But anyway, I mean Apple Cup this week this year is a week after Cacris. I think that's probably the, across. So the board. that's the standard. But even so, I mean, the later you get in the year, the more the, the quote-unquote races heat up, and all of a sudden some of the matchups that, you know, they kind of flex it out, don't they, on game day? It's not like they schedule it all out for the entire year. They schedule it out up to a point, and then mm-hmm. the second half of the year, they mm-hmm. kind of make that decision about where they're going to no, go. I think they do it week by week. So even. weekly. So that's, you know, why they're going here. It would be great if it came to the state of Montana. I mean, it would be, it would be absolutely uh, phenomenal, and I think that Look, I, here's here's to me, I think people would get a kick out of that. Like, first of all, ESPN College Game Day, it's not the game. You know, you can still watch the Iron Bowl even if game day is somewhere else. And to me, I've always thought that what, look, getting a peek into a place that I'm never going to never going to be at or very likely never going to be at, that's the that's part of the beauty of it. Right? That's part of the fun of it. I can't I I've never been to Brookings, South South Dakota. Now, I probably have a better chance of going there than a lot of people do, given both where I live and what I do. So there's a good chance I probably land in Brookings at some point. And I've seen some games on TV there, but I can't wait to see what they bring out for this thing, what some of the history of the school is that I would have never known before. And that's no different there than it is at Auburn or Clemson or Syracuse or Ohio State. Like none of like that novelty is the same show to show, which is part of the beauty of it. It's a matter of are people going to show up, but I imagine they will, right? I mean there's there's gonna be there's gonna be a big crowd at this game at this game day, isn't there? Don't you think? I guess it's just all based on proportion. Like what 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 is a big crowd when you're going to a town of twenty two thousand people? But the other thing is, I mean, Pullman Pullman is maybe twice the size of Brookings, even though there's a Pac twelve school there. But when they went to Pullman, it was the single greatest game day that's ever been. I mean, it's the <laughs> well, greatest game but, day that's ever but been. But it's by a huge metropolitan area. Well, see, yes, by Spokane. David's right. He, he, Telling us in our area, it's a, it's only 120 miles or and, so and from make, Fargo and make, and to go to Brookings, and they're gonna, gonna be, show up. So far beyond show up, though, right? They're gonna try to embarrass they're South Dakota it. State. Yes, right. They are. They're gonna try to embarrass South Dakota State. They are going to try to have two to three times as many people as the, at the party and twice as many people at the game. And I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if South Dakota State's gonna give them that many tickets, but they're gonna they're gonna try. Hard. Oh, I think. To, I, I, mean, I mean, I went to Frisco this last year. You're not talking a couple thousand NDSU fans. You're talking twelve thousand NDSU fans right, were there. Right. I mean, it, you walk through the tailgates. It there's twenty thousand people tailgating yeah. and partying before, and that's in Frisco, Texas. Well, it's easy when you you know just book your hotel for the next year while you're standing there that year. You know, it's easy enough. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I asked some people. We stayed at a hotel right by the stadium. I asked some people, how long have you been staying here? So, oh, we, we come. This is our vacation. We we come here to this place, and we stay at this hotel, and we just renew before <laughs> we walk out the door because we know we are going to be back. It's remarkable. Amazing to be a fan of that level of success. Uh, it's Two-Tail Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. couple other things. So... Okay, I'm being told it's an al- yeah alligator snapping turtle. Not a snapping turtle alligator. The alligator comes first. Why not? Give it to the bigger reptile. I'm just amazed that it's a thing. That's all I'm saying. All right, Coulter, uh, let's talk a little bit more actual sports that took place because there were some uh, notable events yesterday. First game one of the World Series, the Nationals held on for a 5-4 lead. You felt It felt like to me in this game that, if the Nationals are going to have a chance to win the World Series, they had to win game one on the road with their stud, Max Scherzer, going, who, by the way, did not have his best stuff, was grinding. I mean, he threw 48 pitches in the first two innings. I told you, I said, he's not going to make it out of the fourth if he's throwing 24, 25 pitches an inning. And you know what? He did, and he did. He went through five. I think he threw 100, close to 110 pitches in this game, gave up the two runs in the first, and got into some trouble, but just willed his way out of it. I mean, this is what the great ones can do, right, is even when they are not on it in terms of their location, don't have their best stuff, that they still they find ways to get out of jams to make it happen in their favor and he held on and then i mean give give the uh, nationals a ton of credit they scored five runs against garrett cole which hasn't been done in months against garrett cole uh, i think you know like a 166 era in his last 16 starts coming into this games which by the way were all wins i mean he's been Perfect. He's been absolutely a stalwart, and they got to him last night, and that was the thing that I felt like kind of probably needed to happen for Washington to have a look. I would still pick the Astros to win this series, uh, you know, in, in total, but I think it gets a lot more interesting now that the Nationals are up one nothing, and you know they're going to ha- salvage at least a split coming out of Houston, going back to DC. Garrett Cole, 1.82 ERA in the postseason. He'd only given up six earned runs in 29 and a half, or 29.2, excuse me, innings pitched. Wow. During the regular season, he only gave up 59 earned runs in 212 innings. He had 2.50 ERA during his, what is now a rarity, 20-game winning season. And, yeah, you're right. He did not have his best stuff last night. He said after the game, I, I was not on my A game tonight. Once you hang two runs in the first inning on Garrett Cole, and once you hang five on him by the middle of the game, it becomes a must win. Yeah. You have to win the game. When you've gotten into that spot. But when you're up five to two in the top of the fifth, you must win the game. Right. And they did. They did. And the, the thing, too, though, is that when your middle relief is so poor, which it has been for Washington. Mm hmm. Even though you're 100% right, it becomes even more of a must-win when you're in the position to win it. It is anything but a sure thing. And Houston got two more runs, one on a solo shot from George Springer, who is just it's unbelievable, man, to watch this guy. at the, the whole Astros lineup, man, him, Altuve, Correa, all up and down the line. It's unbelievable. But he does it again, and then they get into... You know, a rally type of situation, but Houston, again, able to just allow one run. Hudson comes into the game and closes out a very difficult spot in the eighth. I think it was the eighth inning. may have been the seventh to 
hold the Astros at bay, and they never were able to get back into that spot the last couple of innings and and get the win. So this is a huge, huge win for, for Washington, and this evens out the series hugely to me, and this all of a sudden gets one where, you know, this could go a little ways, where if you would have told me Astros in five to start, I would have been like, yeah, sounds about right. My guy Ryan Zimmerman, first draft pick in Nationals history. Bombs. Bombs. Bombs away. Yeah. Juan Soto becomes the fourth player to hit a home run in the World Series before his 21st birthday. Right. Pretty impressive. Turns 21 on Friday, is it? Uh, sometime like this week, yeah. During this World Series, he will finally be legal to drink, but he made sure to hit a bomb and drive in three runs last night. To, I mean, it's, it's pretty still good. quote-unquote minor. Yeah, pretty good. I mean... I didn't need to win a World Series on my 21st birthday to still, you know, celebrate. But if I had won a World Series on my 21st birthday, that seems like it might have upped at a level. You know? I mean, that's pretty great. Although Juan Soto, where is he from? I mean, he's from Latin America somewhere. And, you know, I don't know what all the rules are. From the Dominican Republic. From the DR. Okay. He might be, you know. He might be he might be thirty five as far as he could probably run for president of the DR. You know, <laughs> you got to wait. There's more statutes here in the states. You know, you got to get further along. So there you go. There's uh, the World Series game two tonight is at six oh eight. It is on ESPN Radio. We'll have the first pitch for you. We'll have every game for you. The World Series, all World Series long. And again, it doesn't. I mean, it just doesn't let up. It's Steven Strasburg. And who's going tonight for uh, for Houston? Justin Verlander. Okay. Verlander Strasburg. I mean, after Cole and Scherzer, we can do that all day long. All right, Coulter, one more for you. Opening night in the NBA last night. The Clippers, a 112-102 uh, winner over the Los Angeles Lakers. Your boy LeBron James looked old and tired and haggard. Like he's just, I'm just playing. Come on now. You know I'm playing with you. Did you watch the Clippers-Lakers game last night? I watched the fourth quarter, yeah. Okay. And then, uh, by the way, how about how about the Raptors getting it done in overtime and uh, holding on to stamp their ring-giving ceremony up there in Toronto, uh, handing out the rings from the, net, the NBA Finals Championship last year. They win in overtime over uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. By the way, I think the Pelicans, I mean... This is not a. I'm not, not saying anything that anybody didn't know, but they got they they're good, man. They got some players in New Orleans, and especially if, when Zion comes back and you know contributes presumably to this team, could be uh, it could be a fun team to watch uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans. But last night was not to be. It was the Toronto Raptors and Pascal Siakam, Siakam with 34 and 18. I think he did last night and uh, and a win uh, for the Raptors. And then the Battle of Los Angeles, dude, the Clippers, man. The Clippers are, I like the Lakers a lot, okay? The Clippers are better than the Lakers. I think the Clippers are better than the Lakers. Outside of the two superstars, I mean, what Patrick Beverly brings to a team in his just dogged, in-your-face, relentless competitiveness is remarkable. I love yeah, it. And obviously, got Williams, go 0-5 from 3 like he was last night. But he can. He did, and it didn't matter. And then let Lou Williams come in there and just torch it up. I mean, it's, it, this is a great team. Paul George not playing last night. Is, it, and, and they still went in and got it done with Kawhi Leonard there. This, I mean, this Clippers team is next level, man. I think I, 
I'm not going to start sitting here and making predictions. What I'm just all I'm going to say is that the Clippers are an elite team. They're one of the top tier teams in the NBA. Well, sure, they got the best player in the league until proven otherwise. Kawhi Leonard, when he's been healthy, he's been the MVP of the finals against LeBron James. Yeah. And, and and then against the Golden State Warriors. As good a resume as anybody else has. It's pretty great. Uh, all right, Coulter, uh, we'll take a quick break. Let's do some Wing It Wednesday again. About 20 minutes from now, we're going to be joined by Jake Mayer, UC Davis quarterback. They're hosting Weber State this weekend, so we'll talk to the preseason all-conference player of the year in the big sky here in about 20, 25 minutes from now. Coulter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also have do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Wanis, 102.9 ESPN Sports Center. On Tuesday, playoff games across the state took place to determine the eight-team field for the class AA state boys and girls soccer tournaments. In girls' action, Missoula Hellgate beat Helena Capital 5-0, while Missoula Sentinel defeated Missoula Big Sky 3-1 to advance. In boys' action, reigning champion Hellgate blasted Butte 8-0, while Helena Capital took, took apart Big Sky 9-1. Helena High also outlasted Missoula Sentinel 3-2 to advance. In the most recent Treasure State media poll conducted by KGEZ in Kalispell, Butte remains number one in Class AA after receiving 12 of 18 first-place votes. The 8-0 Bulldogs are one spot ahead of 7-0 Billings West, who got the other six first-place votes. Missoula Sentinels number three, Bozeman number four, and Capital is number five. How about if I turn my mic on? In Class A, Hamilton remains number one after earning eight of 13 first-place votes, while Miles City, the only undefeated team in Class A, is number two. Frenchtown is third this week, while Dillon, uh, just ahead of Dillon, and Laurel rounds out the top five in Class A. And finally, in Class B, Frenchtown jumped in the top five for the first time this season after the Falcons defeated Missoula Loyola for the first time in a generation to break into the poll. Fairfield, number one again in the Class B ranks. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
an alligator snapping turtle. I mean, what's next? You know? A horse snake? I don't know why you're so perplexed by this. I mean, I'm. it's just the not knowing, you know? I fancy myself, you know, a knower of things like this. Animals, you know? Do I know every species of dogs? No, but I'm aware there's dogs. What I what I think is so fascinating is that humans are so involved in dissecting every species of animal, but we've never actually gotten down to the down and dirty of all the species of human. I don't know. I, I like there's like Neanderthal. Like, like there's a like I remember a guy who I used to work with is like he was like five foot one, and I used to always tease him and say it's crazy that you're the same animal as Dwight Howard. Like you guys are not in the same. <laughs> There's no nothing close about you. But the bear, if you go to the bear world, you don't think there's a grizzly that's 10 feet tall and a grizzly that's 7 feet tall, and they're both talking amongst each other and go, Yeah, well, but what like the genetic here? differences in humans is so vast. I mean, I just think it's the same across all species. I guess you're missing my point. Do tell me once, I guess so. 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy, and online at KurtzPolaris.com. It is time for a Wing It Wednesday. We go to the phone. We welcome in Scott to the show. Scott, how are you? Great. How about yourself? Doing great, Scott. I appreciate it very much. Now, here's the deal. Coulter's got three questions for you. If uh, you answer all three of these questions, you got yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado and a shirt. Now, I'm just going to ask you this. I'm not trying to lead you anywhere. I'm just wondering, if you had just one of the two, would you prefer the shirt or would you prefer the wings? Oh, definitely the wings. Okay. Well, here's the good news then. Even if you miss one, you're still going to get the wings. Okay? Does that sound all right? And if you need any help, I am your lifeline. All right, Scott? Sounds great. Boy, some, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, Scott. Here we go. Question number one. Coulter, what do we got for Scott today? Some baseball questions. Oh, boy. Some, more specifically, World Series questions. Mm, mm, mm. So we got two contemporary World Series, one historical World Series. So number one, this player who hit a home run in last night's game one of the World Series was the first draft pick ever in Washington Nationals history. Hmm. So for the Washington Nationals, hit the home run for the Nationals last night? Yeah, he hit the Nationals home run. And this is obviously when the Nationals relocated then to Washington, D.C., and it was like 2003 or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Uh, and this was their first player ever taken, and he played in the World Series last night, hit a home run. Okay, let's see. Um, so Soto hit a home run. Last night. Um, Never a bad spot to use your lifeline, too, just to get the first one under your belt. You know what I mean, Scott? You can always. Yeah, that. that's true. Uh, mm, I'm going to go with uh, Soto because I can't think of anybody else. Uh, wait a second. Somebody else said home run to Zimmerman. No. <laughs> All right, Scott, we're putting you on the clock here. Three. Okay. Two. You want to go with Soto? No, let's go with Zimmerman. 
Ryan Zimmerman. Okay. The, the first ever Washington Nationals draft pick. How about Ryan Zimmerman? Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Soto hasn't been around long enough. <laughs> Which leads me into my next question. Juan Soto, who is only 20 years old, became the fourth player to hit a home run in the World Series before his 21st birthday. Give me one other player. There's three other guys that have hit home runs before their 21st birthday in the, in the World Series. Give me one of them. There's been four besides him? Three besides him. He was the fourth. Okay. Uh, might need some help on this. Let me think here. Ooh, young people. Uh, okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a lifeline here. Well, I would like to say Mike Trout, but he's never played in the World Series. He's done every other thing no, before his twenty first birthday for crying out loud. Um I don't know that Ken Griffey Jr. ever played in the World Series. Uh they that big halt or the big double or whatever it was that he hit, I think was a to go to the ALCS. Uh and I don't know how old he was at that time. So this may be an historic thing. I don't know if Bonds ever played in the World Series when he was a kid. I don't even know when Bonds broke into the league. Uh, Early 1990s. But I guess, I, not when he broke into the league, but how old he was, I, I mean, when I he broke you. in yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, with the Pirates. And I don't know if they ever went to, to a World Series at that time either. I don't know, man. I mean, you go go with like a Babe Ruth or something like that. You know, go go like, go really historic. That's closer. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Babe Ruth. You got to think of Yoke young Bear. Yankees. Well. Yeah. They were all young at some Yankee point. Fan, I'm going to go with Mickey Mantle. Bingo. Mickey Mantle. Okay, Mickey Mantle. Very good, I'll Scott. I'll save the other two so I can stump Ryan after we get Scott oh, off boy. the phone. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. You can't do that. Well, do okay, I'll give it to you because Ryan obviously doesn't know. We just no. asked him. So, uh, Andrew Jones from the Atlanta Braves. Mm. Oh, and, sure. yep. and Miguel Cabrera for the Detroit Tigers. Ooh. Cabrera's a pretty, uh, a pretty good hitter. <laughs> it's amazing. Hit all right. It's amazing the heights you can reach and then how far, yeah. fast you can fall off. Quickly, right? yeah. yeah. All right. Number three. Last question. Here we go, right. Scott. Name this player who has 18 career home runs, the most in the history of the World Series. Okay, is this World Series or playoffs? World Series, just in the World Series. 18 of home, uh, home runs. Because I was going to say um, Bernie Williams, but I think that's playoff. He was a record holder. Um... Oh, uh, let's see. I've already used my lifeline. Uh, All right, Scott. Here we go. We got five seconds. Ready? Just shout something out. Three, two. The old school Yankee again. What the heck? I mean, they were in it forever. Yeah, yeah. That's a, as good a guess as any. Um, I don't. I. Geez. Oh, yeah. Maybe stick with maybe stick with uh, Mickey Mantle. There you go. Uh, we go Mickey Mantle again. That's it. <laughs> you got Mickey Mantle in there twice. Mickey Mantle in there twice. <laughs> yeah. In keeping with the theme, Hawk. Huh? <laughs> it's home runs in the World Series. Mickey okay. Mantle's the greatest home run hitter in World Series history. I mean, what do you want me to do? He hit him when he was twenty. He hit him when he was thirty-five. He hit him. I mean, he played in the World Series like seven times. I mean, that does help. <laughs> all right, Scott. Give your information to David there in the back. We appreciate the call. All right. Thanks, guys. 
You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. There you go. Do another one at the top of the hour. 18 home runs in a World Series, huh? I mean, how many guys even get one? Yeah, I mean, all the World Series stats are so skewed because in the like tw- late 20s through late 50s, the Yankees won everything. They won everything all the time. And when you go from Babe Ruth to Lou Gehrig to Joe DiMaggio to Mickey Mantle, I mean, it's the history of the game. It's amazing. Why do you think that the Yankees haven't won World Series? I mean, the way that, and not that you're going to win, you know, six out of ten and all, you know, that sort of thing. But what was the last one they won? Was it 05? No, 09. 09 was the last one. And how long before that? Oh, man. They won one recently, or not long before that. I mean, they won a couple in the 2000s, right? But um, they lost the one in 2001, but they were in it. But I guess the Yankees, you know, they would be there all the time. They were just in the ALCS. So that's, I mean, that's the 2000 and 2009 are their only ones in the 21st century. Okay. They played in the World Series 2000, 2001, 2003, 2009. So they, they won two and lost two. They've been in it four times. They haven't been in it since 2009. And uh, to answer your question, I think that the the way that baseball baseball had this crazy tipping point where all of a sudden it became the norm to re- reward superstar players with long contracts when they they were in their prime. Therefore, the contract was going to last until they were past their prime. And the Yankees did this more than anyone, and they tried to buy World Series, which you'd think would work, but then they were saddled with so many contracts of guys that were no longer producing when you're paying them 25 to $30 million. Mm. Well, I accept that answer as valid. That sounds good to me. Uh, I also it, think that it, it, it's it, it's a similar dynamic to the Grizz and the Big Sky Conference. The Grizz set the pace for everybody in the Big Sky Conference. Everybody had to get better to catch the Grizz. Everybody tried to replicate so many things that the Grizz did and so many things that were exterior factors of the Grizz having success. And that exact thing happened to the Yankees with the Red Sox. The Red Sox were tired of being the little brother. And the Red Sox started spending like the Yankees. And who's won more World Series in the 21st century? The Red Sox, by a long shot. I mean, how many World Series the Red Sox won in the 21st century? Four? Maybe five? No, three. Three? I think three. But a reasonable explanation. And the balance of power is a little bit more even. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. I want to remind everybody, again, we're giving away a kegerator and a keg from Fred's Appliance and Great Burn Brewing. When you do an award of the day, you're going to text in the word of the day to 200-8184. That's 406-200-8184. So be listening throughout the show for the word of the day. When you hear it, 
text it in, and you'll be entered to win. You can enter every single day of this contest, okay? Uh, and also, today will be the last day that we register people for tickets to the Montana Eastern Washington football game. So uh, we will uh, register three more people today. We'll tell you when to call in and uh, be one of the first three callers in. You'll be registered for Grizzly Eastern Washington tickets. Uh, and so we'll let you know uh, when when the time is coming for that. And, you know, we're already 40 minutes in, so you can tell. We're going to do this in a condensed version next hour and 20 minutes. We're going to take a quick break, though. We'll come back. Jake Mayer, the quarterback of the UC Davis Aggies, uh, the preseason Big Sky Conference Football Player of the Year and uh, a great kid, senior quarterback, outstanding quarterback uh, for UC Davis going to join us as they host Weber State in one of the big, big games in the Big Sky Conference Saturday. So we'll talk with him uh, right after this. Boys and girls, been telling you this and I'm going to tell you again. I'm going to keep harping on it till you listen to me. Okay? Don't clean your own gutters. It's a bad idea. Okay? It's not a fun job. It's a hard job. And not just because it's hard, but it's messy. doesn't smell good. And you can get yourself into a precarious situation when you're hanging out just a six inches too far over the edge of your ladder, and down you go. It's bad news. In fact, really bad news. It's dangerous. Don't risk it, okay? Go to MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Online, MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. You got more th- better things to do. Yes, more better. That's right. More better things to do. You can r- get out there and go golfing. You can still go golfing, man. It's still possible. Go out with the kids. Go on a walk. Go on a date. Watch some TV, read a book for crying out loud, anything you want to do. Take that cooking class you've been putting off. Just don't clean your gutters. Go to MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Get your estimate right now. And when the job is done, they'll give you a $20 gift card to your favorite brewery or coffee shop as well when the job is complete. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Again, online. Go there now. Get your estimate today. MissoulaGutterCleaning.com. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. It's two telling the one is one oh two nine ESPN radio SWX Montana television. Great to be with you on this third Wednesday. Nope, still Wednesday afternoon. Wanted to move on, you know, wanted to get into it. Thursday night football and everything. But Wednesday, you know, it's just savor the moment. Uh, happy to be with you. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 and Celia online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us all over social medias on Twitter. And on Instagram, 
station at 1029 ESPN is the handle at 1029 ESPN. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. See all the cool things that we're doing. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a better way to sell it than that. At Gus Tutel, that's me personally. At Skyline Sports MT for your up-to-the-moment Big Sky Conference information, news, all that stuff. Jake Mayer going to join us just a moment, the quarterback from UC Davis. And Coulter, UC Davis had an interesting year so far. Uh, they went, and and as the number four team in the nation, they lost to the University of Montana. And they followed that up with a two-point loss on the road at North Dakota. Tough place to play, but fell there as well. But they've won the last couple, and they're the number 22 team in the nation and and, and sort of, I think, figuring it out and navigating the waters of a new season. And still, obviously, I mean, very much in the mix, a nationally ranked team still. Well, absolutely. I mean, when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the country, one of the best players in the country, you got a chance. And I think that's what makes UC Davis and Eastern Washington dangerous, even if they didn't have the starts to their season that you might have liked it's also just interesting the way that some of these unbalanced schedules work out. Sometimes you play, like if you were to put pencil to paper, maybe you'd think that UC Davis was an 8 or 9 or 10 win team coming into this year. And maybe they just lost a couple of those games early and they might surge down the stretch. We'll see. But they have a huge game against Weber State uh, this weekend. Huge. An elimination game, honestly, probably for UC Davis. Yeah, I mean, potentially. I mean, depending on, on the way it goes. I mean, UC Davis right now is 2-2 two and two in the Big Sky Conference. They're 4-4 four and four overall. Uh, they they One of those losses is, you know, to North Dakota State, and then they lose to Montana and then North Dakota. So there's their three losses in a row. But now they've bounced back with wins over Cal Poly and Southern Utah. And they have still uh, Portland State on, on the schedule after that. And then... They go Montana State at home and then on the road at Sacramento State. What a what a way to finish for UC Davis. I mean, we talked about strength of schedule, difficulty of schedule. And coming into this year, um, you, you know, we kind of like, okay, yeah, UC Davis, that's that's a good schedule. But all of a sudden, you're looking at it, you go, wow. I mean, what? A, how about that? I mean, to have to go, not to have to go, but to get to go. And you play North Dakota State, Montana, Montana State, Weber State, and Sacramento State. I mean that's a that's a heck of a that's a heck of a group right there that they've gone up against and they've, they've so, been good. So with that schedule, you, you played three different teams that were in the top five at some point. Maybe not when you played them, but North Dakota State, we were, North Dakota State was number one. Weber State's number four this week. So there's two teams when they they were in the top five when you played them. Mm-hmm. You played a Montana team that jumped into the top five after they beat you, and you still have to play a top ten team in Sacramento State. You have this Weber State game. You have Montana State, who's been in the top 10. So, does a 7-5 and five record against that schedule get you in if you're UC Davis? Well, it depends who you beat, man. Like, if... if they got to win one of these games, At right? least, You can't just lose all to all That's of the right. top 10 teams. That's right. And all, and, and by the way, they're, they are kind of on the edge right now already at 22. And I mean, so, so you know, if they lost to, uh, uh, you know, I, I think they can lose one more game. But I don't, I don't know if they can lose two more and be, you know be in, in a whole lot of business. Of course, presumably, I mean, a, a lot of teams in the Big Sky Conference are going to be two lost teams and still be really good. Still be really good. Two lost conference teams. That's two losses overall. Two two conference losses. And so, you know, they're, they're, you know, if they end up with a third loss in conference, I don't think that by any stretch spells, you know, any sort of disaster or, you know, not making the postseason. But, you know, the losses that they have had, and especially I think that North Dakota game looms pretty large for UC Davis right now because, and they, it was a tough spot. They, they had, the, you know, the big, 
the big loss at home. It kind of takes some of the wind out of your sails. And now you got to travel to the farthest place you could possibly go to play a conference game against North Dakota. And uh, uh, they are, you know, they're not there. So, Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. See if we go to the phones and bring in uh, uh, Jake Mary. Did we say that he is here or is he, is he, or are we still efforting him right now? Okay, we're still working on him, so we'll bring him in when we're able to. And hey, Coulter, I mean, you talk about the Grizzlies playing Eastern Washington and Montana State at North Dakota, who beat UC Davis, as we talked about. You talked about this point in the season in the Big Sky Conference. This is sort of a week where the reckoning begins. All this time up to this point has been, let's figure out who's good. Let's figure out who isn't good. Let's see how some of these teams shape up. But now some of the big heavy hitters are going to play each other. Top 25 matchup, UC Davis, Weber State. Top 25, or nearly top 25 matchup, Eastern Washington at Montana. Montana State at a tough place to play in Fargo against the Fighting Hawks. Like, this is where all of this stuff starts to get separated out and teams, you know, the season starts to to, to, to take a fork in the road for good or for bad. It's my favorite part about the FCS because we have argued just so passionately about the college football playoff, what is the right solution for the college football playoff? Some people say the college football season is the playoff, and the way that it's constructed now, it's essentially true. When you're Oregon, you essentially lost your chance to get in the playoff when you lost your opener, and maybe that turns back around, maybe, maybe, but I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. Most of the time in the FBS, a loss is a kiss of death. So often in this level of football, the, the North Dakota State dominance of this decade has skewed actually what the FCS and Division One AA was so often about. There was times when, you know, the Youngstown States, Montana's, Georgia Southerns of the world really did. They were the best teams who then dominated. But so often it was the hottest teams mm. that would win at the FCS level. From Montana State in 1984 all the way through Rich, Richmond in 2008, those were teams were not the best in the country until they were. And so oftentimes when you have two losses, three losses, four losses, back against the wall, you have that can't-lose mentality, but then you might just win. You might just win the whole rest of the time. And that's a situation that a lot of these teams are facing. We'll see how they respond. We go now to the Raggage Brothers RV full line. We do welcome in the aforementioned uh, quarterback for the UC (laughs) Davis Aggies, the number 22 team in the nation, and the preseason, by the way, Conference Football Player of the Year, Jake Mayer joining us. Jake, thank you so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. You bet. We're certainly happy to have you in here. And look, man, we were just talking about the season and the arc of, of the Big Sky Conference in general, and certainly specifically you guys. And, you know, you had a, a tough loss to Montana and then a really difficult road trip to Fargo, uh, but then bounced back with a couple of wins back-to-back. You're 2-2 two and two on the season. But this, now a huge game uh, against Weber State. I know guys say, look, okay, you know, it's just about the next team, the next opponent. You just got to keep going. But this is a big game right in the arc of the season for you guys, isn't it, against Weber State? Um, I'm going to have to agree with what you said, uh, the first part about what you said. No, don't just, do that. I, don't do that I'm to me, have to, man. Jake. I have to. <laughs> I have Go to, ahead. Man. You do it. Okay. Well, hey, listen, you know, this, this, uh, this opponent we have coming into our house is uh, very worthy and um, you know, coach really well and, and has a you know, high standard of play. So, you know, we have to bring our A game just like uh, we'd have to every other week. But, um, you know, the emphasis of us playing well and doing our job and, 
uh, not doing anything out of the ordinary is going to be extremely important because, uh, you know, Weber does a great job of taking advantage of your mistakes. So we have to play a clean game, and if we do that, we'll see what happens. But I have to I have to do it to you, man. I'm sorry. You're not going to get one of these smart kids from UC Davis to walk into the trap that you set for him, man. <laughs> I mean, it's just not going to happen. He's too savvy a guy to fall for that. Okay, go ahead, Coulter. I know you got some for him. <laughs> hey, Jake. Um, do, compare and contrast last season to this season, because last season you guys went on such a great run, and you guys were riding the momentum and the one loss you had during – Big Sky played Eastern Washington. You bounced back, won a couple in a row, won your rivalry game, won a playoff game, got another shot at Eastern Washington. Uh, this year, you had that three-game losing streak, but now you guys have bounced back and won two in a row since then. What's the dynamic like just in terms of the mentality of the team, and how important is it to put those losses behind you and just focus on the future? Well, we, we talked about it uh, going into the year that, you know, two different seasons are entirely different. Um, they have different dynamics, like you said. Um, last year, uh, you know, we had a lot of things go our way. We won a, won a lot of close ball games, and um, you know, we played well down the stretch, late in games that, that gave us the opportunity to win. And um, you know, this year we played in a lot of close games as well. And sometimes we've won, and other times we haven't. So it's just those few plays a game that you know swing, you know, a certain way, whether it's you know positive for us, negative for us, and that ultimately can decide a game. So um, I just think this year uh, we've been, you know, on the losing side of things when it came to some of those close games. And uh, But that's part of the season, and that's, that's part of uh, the journey of this thing. You know, it's never going to go the way you want it. Um, you know, last year, yeah, we experienced a lot of success, but ultimately – uh, you know how quickly things can change in this conference and how competitive everybody is and um, how teams handle injury and road trips and all those different dynamics are, you know, extremely valuable when it comes to competing in this league. And, you know, we know that, uh, you know, the preseason ninth or 10th team can easily be the best team in the league by the end of the year when it's all said and done. So, um, you know, it took us, uh, it took us a while there to understand that. Um, you know, I think that kind of played a role in the losing streak and, you know, we felt like maybe we were underachieving and we weren't living up to the expectation, but ultimately once we figured out that the only expectation that matters is, is the one internally and, and, uh, then, then it really, uh, started turning around for us. Um, we're in a good spot right now mentally and physically we're starting to get guys back. So, um, you know, we're, we're really excited for the last month here, um, we knew that if we can get ourselves in a situation where we were playing meaningful games in, in late October and November, then uh, then we we felt pretty good about, um, you know, riding this thing out and seeing where it takes us. Jake Mayer joining us. He's the uh, quarterback of the UC Davis Aggies. They host number four Weber State this weekend. And, uh, Jake, Dan Hawkins, your head coach, is a guy who I've found to be just so intriguing and interesting. He's got such a unique philosophy, it seems to me, in the landscape of college football and football coaches. And it takes, I think, a particular type of guy to really be attracted to that. But what do you, you know, have you have you just enjoyed about being with Coach Hawkins these last several years? I just enjoyed how much the details really matter to him. And um, just with everything that we do as people, as players, as students, as you know, family men, um, all that stuff is really, really important to him. And it's, uh, like I said, it comes back to the minute details of everything. Um, everything you do counts and matters. And, um, you need to, he always teaches us, you need to live a life with high standards and, and that goes for on the field and off the field. Um, I think there's a bit of a misconception with, um, 
you know, who he is as a person and as a role model. And I think people automatically assume that since he does have a big personality that, um, you know, he, he tends to, you know, mess around or something or, or, or have, you know, just the, just overly dominant personality. But the reality is coach Hawkins is very serious about what he does. And, and, um, he, he, uh, he instills in us every day, you know, to have discipline and, and, and balance in your life. And, and, uh, all those, all those, uh, all those things that he teaches us, we take to heart and, uh, he's, he's dead serious about it. And, um, you know, if you're out of line, he'll, he'll be there to hold you accountable and make sure you're going the right direction. Once upon a time, you were getting recruited pretty hard by Weber State as well. So uh, what's that dynamic going to be like? I know you're all in UC Davis Aggie now, three-year starter quarterback, but what do you remember about Jay Hill recruiting you, and what's that gonna dynamic going to be like taking on Weber State this week? Well, I remember when I played them uh, two years ago, um, that was a rough outing for us as a team, and me personally as a quarterback, I didn't play very well, and um, they did a great job of keeping us off balance on offense, and uh, mixing up their different coverages and blitzes, and um, that's a great program. And Coach Hill uh, it briefly recruited me, and um, I didn't have very many conversations with him. But um, the respect that I have for him and and what he's done for uh, Weaver State is uh, high. And um, you know, I don't I don't know how much of a dynamic you were asking. I don't I don't know how much of a role that'll play into it, but. Um, it's uh, it's always great to compete against the best, and and to me, uh, him and his program is right there. Well, Jake, we're looking forward to this game. It's going to be a, an exciting one, a big one, uh, certainly for us as 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 fans and as guys who cover the Big Sky to watch. Four o'clock uh, Pacific time, five o'clock Mountain Standard time on Eleven Sports, and uh, I know that players don't know as much about the periphery or or you know don't really care about what's going on. But I'm telling you what, UC Davis, they got it figured out because you know what they got going on in this football game this week. They got a brew fest and a dance <laughs> clinic. Both of them. Like, they know, okay, well, if these people are going to dance, well, we got to have the beer to go with it, or else nobody's right. showing up for the thing. So I'm telling you what, props to the people at UC Davis for getting this thing right. You know what I mean, Jake? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. We're uh, we're trying to create an environment that's fun and uh, that has a lot of energy and is electric, and um, we really want this thing to be a home field advantage. I mean, we go to a lot of places here in the big sky that uh, – that uh, are very proud for the environment that they that they have, and um, we're you know, we're just trying to uh, do it our own way and and uh, do it in a classy way and uh, make sure that everybody's excited uh, because you know this year the the crowds we've had for our home games have been outstanding regardless of whatever the theme is for the for the evening. I know uh, last couple or two weekends ago we had the. Um, we had the largest attendance in the uh, stadium's history. So, um, if we can keep this keep this thing rolling and and keep fans and students excited, then um, UC Davis is going to be a spot to be. Yeah, well, this you know, would be this would be a great game to continue that against the number four team in the nation, Weber State. I think people uh, hopefully will expect them to uh, show up and and uh, and support and enjoy this game for sure. We certainly will. But Jake, thanks so much for being with us, man. Best of luck to you this weekend. Okay. Thank you very much, man. It's always uh, always an honor. Same. Appreciate it. Jake Mayer, boys and girls. Head, uh, head. Well, yeah, he's the head quarterback. He's the head quarterback of the UC Davis <laughs> Aggies. Uh, and uh, obviously a very astute kid. Great to talk to. Tremendously talented. 2,500 
yards and 21 touchdowns last season. Uh, and uh, and he just keeps rolling. I mean, they got it figured out on on offense. Great, great player and a really great kid to talk to. So we appreciate his time very much. We'll take a quick break. Hour one in the books. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 